Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of my podcast, Leader in Red, hosted by myself, Natalie Hansford. Guys, I have a guest with me today, and her name is Jillian Perrick, and she is the founder and owner of Northern Resolutions. Jillian is an imposter syndrome expert and coaches entrepreneurs on overcoming imposter syndrome to launch and pitch their services confidently. Jillian is going to expand and share her knowledge on her master's in conflict analysis and management on workplace conflict. And Jillian, maybe you can just share a little bit more information on yourself. So I'm not uh, standing here talking forever (laughs) about you. Um, So yeah, share your knowledge. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Nat. So excited to be on the podcast. So yeah, so I work full-time for an organization um, in my hometown, but I also started my coaching business Northern Resolutions, and I coach entrepreneurial women on overcoming imposter syndrome, which is the persistent internalized fear of being revealed as a fraud. So um, it usually strikes entrepreneurs because they feel like they can't pitch their services. They don't feel like an expert. They don't feel capable. And that's what usually stops them from actually pitching and showing up on video and talking about their services. And then they're basically unsuccessful so yeah that's what I do now awesome and what made you want to start um, to be a coach and advocate for side hustlers so um, I like I said I work full-time myself so working on the side I've realized is so challenging Um, and just in terms of time management and organization I find that um, I really enjoy being able to help people build a sustainable income that could come from different streams so not just coming from one area where you have a full-time job but also coming in from a job on the side that you really enjoy doing and I also found that like there are so many people that have a job that they don't particularly love but they need to work because they need to like put food on the table and um having something on this side is really cool because you can have something that you really enjoy doing without the stress of being like oh my god am I gonna be able to pay off all these things that I have to pay off yeah absolutely I find that a lot of people nowadays don't really know how to um basically flip from full-time to having that Mm -hmm. side hustle and it's really hard especially when your side hustle sometimes won't make you money for the first year or two exactly so being able to have that full-time job and then being able to also um, do something on the side is quite challenging as well and like a lot of people feel like if they're not going all in like they're not doing it the right way but in reality we all have responsibilities and stuff so I think just like starting out doing this like I eventually do want to take my coaching full time but just at this time in my life with student loans and stuff like that I just feel like this is what's right for me so yeah for sure how do you stay motivated while having a full-time job and working on your side hustle I really had to work on my energy levels so I found that like sleep is really important like really being able to get the right amount of sleep um, and eating really healthy has really helped in terms of my energy Um, working full-time can be really stressful but um, as long as I'm keeping up with taking care of like my physical self and also doing things that like I enjoy doing um, like 
reading or like just taking some free time for like me I feel like that really helps me stay on track yeah absolutely I totally agree with that I recently started yoga and it's a lifesaver mm-hmm. so that's something that I strive for and I try and go like four times a week and I swear awesome. to god I'm a different woman because yeah. of it I don't know how I was living before I started yeah. yoga Okay, awesome. So I think this brings me into the actual topic for today. And I wanted to talk about workplace conflict because I felt it was a good mix between the two of our specialties. So, and also not just talking about it, but how to cope, how to deal with it and how to understand it. Um, Because once you understand it, you're able to actually minimize it within the workplace. So what is a story that you would like to share from a personal experience where workplace conflict got out of hand and actually affected your personal life because of it? So I work in a rather large organization and there's tons of units within this organization. So in the specific unit that I was in, um, I was working with a lot of different people and it's kind of like when you have like animals, like not everybody's going to get along and that's totally okay. Um, I don't think we should expect everybody in a big workplace to be able to get along and want to be like the closest friends ever, but at the same time, you still have to have respect for each other. And so for me, I was offered this opportunity in this unit and I hadn't actually gone for the opportunity. They just offered it to me and somebody in the unit, I realized how was hurt that she didn't get offered the opportunity but she reacted in the way that she was like really angry started telling everybody that she didn't think I deserved it and that I didn't know what I was doing and in turn I was like really hurt by it and I didn't react in a way that that I would have reacted now I reacted by like talking about her behind her back and saying like I can't believe she would like say those things about me and it affected me personally because I started having those feelings of imposter syndrome of feeling like oh my god do I actually really not deserve this position absolutely deserve this opportunity but um yeah it affected me in the way of I started questioning myself and my capabilities and then it also like eroded this really negative catty girl side of me that I didn't like yeah Um, If it happened now, what do you think you would do differently? I think now, like, I'm really able to see everything. Like, we're all just experiencing things from our own perspective. And she was obviously hurting in a way that I couldn't understand. And I just interpreted that she was hating on me when in reality she was just, like, upset that she didn't get the opportunity. So coming from a place of, like, compassion and, like, perspective so really changing how um, I looked at the situation and also perhaps even approaching her and talking to her about it so even saying like hey I heard that you were telling people that you don't think I should have gotten the opportunity and even though yes that's kind of confrontational um, I think that it would probably give her an opportunity to either take it back or see from my perspective in that way yeah for sure I find that sometimes with workplace conflicts you learn from experiencing Mm -hmm. so a lot of people that don't understand what workplace conflict is they don't believe in it or Mm -hmm. they don't know how to deal with it so when it happens they do overreact yes um so i find the more you deal with it the more you're able to cope um but 
just based on my personal experience, I find that workplace conflict happens through lack of communication and also personality clashes. Mm -hmm. What do you believe is the start of workplace conflict or what causes it? So I think that we also, in addition to lack of communication and like just clashy in terms of personality, I think that we also take things extremely personally. We are personal beings like we we attribute almost everything to something that we take personally um so i think in addition to lack of communication and personality clashes sometimes we take things to mean that there's something wrong with us we're doing something wrong we should be doing things a certain way when in reality if we depersonalize it you're almost able to see a different side of it and um get to a solution faster usually if we try and turn it into like it's about feelings and she feels this way about me or he feels this way about me um it kind of clouds our judgment and we're not able to see the solution we just focus on the feelings and the person rather than the desired outcome yeah absolutely i also find that like whoever is involved in the situation sometimes makes it worse Mm -hmm. so less people involved the better but also with that being said a lot of people have a hard time with saying it's just business yes yeah definitely like i've definitely heard that before and business is personal i will say that a hundred percent but that doesn't mean that when i say it's personal i mean like we should be compassionate we should communicate we should um look out for the best interest of people but that doesn't mean that we need to take things so seriously in terms of um like kind of making it personal in a bad way like taking um for example taking um constructive feedback and taking it so personally like oh she must not think i'm doing a good job because she told me that i should do this or whatever that's not necessarily something that you should take as criticism because in the workplace we're all just trying to improve Mm -hmm. um and yeah so i really think that constructive feedback is something that has to be looked at because a lot of people take it so personally if they get any type of like negative feedback they initially think like oh my god there's something wrong with me yeah absolutely and that's why i always say that people with different personalities have to meet with their leaders so if you have a leader that has a certain personality you're better off with having the teammates that think and feel the same way Mm -hmm. because a lot of times they'll communicate differently than they interpreted and that's how the whole workplace conflict even happens um just that's based on just personality clashes but actually communicating Mm -hmm. how you feel um when other people are thinking it's more personal yes but then there's the opposite end of maybe it is a little bit of workplace conflict and then they think that it's a little bit more personal so it's just both sides of it for sure definitely have you ever left a job because of a workplace conflict no but i've definitely seen people who have left different units in my organization because they just didn't like working with the people and that's the crappy part is like you could really love a job in this organization but if you don't work with people who you enjoy working with and then when i say like enjoy working with i mean like that you can go in have a conversation with who you feel comfortable around um and i think workplace environment is like so important when it comes to work because a lot of us spend the majority of our time with 
people who we work with. Like you spend more time with your coworkers than you do with like your husband or your kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, it's important to be able to feel like comfortable in your work environment. So I've d- definitely seen where like people are just unable to stay in a unit where they really don't enjoy working with the people because um, it can feel hostile and when you don't feel good all day you go home not feeling good and it's just like terrible for your own health yeah absolutely for sure I totally agree with that I find that when people actually know the environment that where they can thrive Mm -hmm. that's when they really are able to see their full potential within their career I also find that um, as of right now when people are looking for jobs they're getting the first thing that comes to their hand Mm -hmm. or within their pocket and they're taking those jobs without even understanding of whether it's a good fit for them Mm -hmm. it's 50 50 like you don't have to take every job that you get offered and they don't have to hire every person that applies yeah for sure so it's being able to find that perfect fit for yourself mm-hmm. before you put yourself in that situation and maybe if the person that's managing you does have a certain management style that you don't mm-hmm. agree with mm-hmm. maybe that's not the job for you and I think it's really important that people see it both sides because even for myself if I were I'm not looking for a job right now but if I were that's the first thing that I look at is mm-hmm. who am I going to work with every day who am I going to communicate with And when I go meet them face to face, I want to have an interview with that company, not with the person that's interviewing me that I'm probably never going to see again. Exactly. Um, So it's super important. Like even when I do my interviews with um, people that come and work for my company is that I want to make sure that they're meeting the person that they're going to be managing them and it's Mm -hmm. going to be working as their coach and their leader. Um, So I find a lot of the times when I do it based on their personality, if they are dealing with someone that's going to be a little bit more difficult, I ask them more difficult questions Mm -hmm. because if they're nervous with their me, they're very well going to be nervous with one of their leaders that are a little bit more different. So that's kind of how I base my um, interview style and being able to make sure that everyone's going to thrive within the workplace. For sure. And actually, when I started in my last unit that I worked in, um, the supervisor actually told me, he said, you know, we had a couple people who wanted this temporary assignment, but we also evaluated who would be a good fit for the team and I think that that's really important because you can have somebody who interviews so well somebody who is like really 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 smart but then if they don't have like a more open collaborative personality it can be very difficult for them to immerse themselves in a team and if other people don't feel comfortable coming to that person or talking to that person, then it kind of defeats the purpose of working together. You know what I mean? For sure. Some people are just really good at interviews because they practice like months before. Sometimes people will actually go for interviews, not even looking for a job to practice interviews. Mm -hmm. Like it's super crazy. So sometimes what I like to do is like take them out for lunch, take them out for dinner, do something that they're not going to think that you're doing so that it throws them off. And then you see a little bit of their personality. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So what are some of the things that you would recommend to the listeners that deal with workplace conflicts on a weekly or even daily basis on just how to cope with it? So I've been thinking about this and I feel like it's just really necessary and I hope this doesn't sound like too cliche, but like you really need to take care of yourself because at the end of the day, um, it's about what you think and what you feel and you are only in control of yourself. You can't control anyone else. And if you are working with a couple people who like you don't particularly like or you don't enjoy working with, you have control over your thoughts. And if you are constantly thinking very negative and 
limiting things when it comes to people, even if they're like a pretty negative Nancy at work and you're just like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, like this woman is just so annoying and I can't stand her. Like you're still having those thoughts. Yeah. So um, the number one thing you can do is focus on yourself and be aware of the thoughts that you're having about people. Because usually if you look internally, you will find that the annoyances you have with other people have something to do with you in some way. You feel insecure about something. Um, you feel uncomfortable with something. So I think in terms of if it's every day, like, of course, if there's harassment and stuff like that, absolutely go to your supervisor. Like, for sure, that's totally unacceptable. But in terms of just like every day, like working with somebody who you don't necessarily. Yes, yes. <laughs> just like things that like, oh, my God, she like screams when she answers the phone or something like she's so right. loud. Um, I like work with somebody who I don't particularly enjoy being around, but like, um, because she's just a very like loud, exuberant person and like everything's a big deal. But I noticed that I was paying more attention to that versus paying more attention to the people who I did like and who I did enjoy being around. So it's really about being aware of your own thoughts and, um, basically coaching yourself through the day and being like, how can I approach this more positively how can I have a different perspective um this woman who I'm talking about she's had like a really rough last year so she's like a little bit more um anxious than she usually is and I just have to like remember that 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 has nothing to do with me that it has everything to do with her and I am responsible for how I feel and how I think and I think if you just take ownership of that and stop letting other people control your thoughts and how you feel then you can handle it really well yeah I think that one of the biggest strengths you can have in a workplace is understanding that everyone's human Mm -hmm. and no one's a robot everyone's going to have bad days Mm -hmm. everyone's going to have really great days when you're having bad days Mm -hmm. and it's just going to make it worse because they're having a really great day (laughs) and those things are what throws people off Mm -hmm. um if there's something that's going to help you have a better day then do that Mm -hmm. i always say that like if you're having a disagreement with someone and it's going to help to walk away walk away Mm -hmm. go take a walk go sit outside enjoy the fresh air because it's better to do that than to blow up in someone's face absolutely Mm -hmm. So tying into the whole comment that you made regarding like supervisors and their responsibility within the workforce and basically them taking in all the information that their staff is giving them. I find that leaders have a very strong responsibility when it comes to ending, Mm -hmm. but also educating others on how inappropriate workplace violence is Mm -hmm. or where do you draw the line in the workplace. And it definitely happens and happens all the time. I hear about it all the time mm-hmm. because a lot of people aren't educated on properly on how to deal with it. Yeah. What are some of the tricks that you would recommend to the leaders that are listening, what to implement in the workplace to make sure that they are drawing that line? So in terms of leaders, I think the number one thing is just communication and knowing your authority. So knowing that you have the power, but not misusing it. Yeah. And that can be, that's obviously like something that we've heard about over and over and over again about people misusing their power. Um, but the way that you can kind of avoid that is to be extremely communicative with your staff. Um, check in with people, actually ask about their personal lives and ask like how, how they're doing and everything. Um, but really 
leave the door open for open communication because when a person feels like like they can go to their leader and talk to them and open up to them they're more likely to um do really good in their job and i also feel like they're less likely to like call in sick or they're less likely to like do things that aren't serving the job yeah they're genuinely happy yes they're happy and they're respectful of their work and of their leader but um it's definitely communication and keeping that door open um and even if you have like a team of people like just having like regular meetings where you're just like shooting the shit talking about stuff so they know that they can trust you well um whether it's work or personal related so yeah absolutely something that i tied into the workplace that actually has helped is when people are stressed take them out of their their work area Mm -hmm. because it's actually going to make it worse so when i notice that i go okay coffee time everyone go to the cafe and let's have an espresso or let's have a coffee of any sort or sometimes a juice if they don't want to drink coffee and it's just taking them away from that Mm -hmm. or let's go grab an iced coffee at mcdonald's yeah it's dollar drink days and take advantage of that but it's doing stuff like that is like taking them away when you find it stressful Mm -hmm. especially when it's summer because no one wants to be inside no so people actually get frustrated more Mm -hmm. so when they're stressed at work and they are inside they're looking outside it's sunny they want to go to the beach so making sure that they are enjoying themselves and having fun is really important and work isn't just about putting your head down and doing your job it's also about the environment Um, because if the environment's bad you're going to go through more turnover and the turnover is cost money a lot of people don't realize that and workplace conflict is basically one of the first things that people leave because of Mm -hmm. and having a positive workforce is very important and a lot of people don't know but it costs anywhere from ten thousand to fifteen thousand dollars every single turnover Mm -hmm. if it was less than one year so imagine if they've been there for a couple years how much is actually going to cost the company yeah it's very expensive so yeah being able to have that positive work environment take them away from stressful situations and then making sure they're actually going to succeed what would you recommend to the listeners that have experienced or is experiencing workplace conflict with their leader or even sometimes the owners of the company? I think in terms of that, I think just maybe it can be really difficult, but just communicating with that leader um, and maybe even having somebody else there, like an HR person or another coworker. So somebody who they trust, um, confiding in the resources that you have so you're able like something like human resources like using those resources that you you can use to have a conversation with your supervisor especially if it's a job where like you know you want to stay at and the Mm -hmm. supervisor is not going to change i think it's important to establish that communication with your supervisor um and obviously if it's stuff that's in a appropriate harassment stuff like that but then you should definitely go to the next step above so human resources the union something that um can help you with that process yeah for sure i find a lot of people it goes 50 50 it's just like a performance review Mm -hmm. review is how i like to explain it to to leaders if you're going to get your staff in trouble for something that they're not aware about Mm -hmm. you can't expect them to succeed because you're not telling them what your expectations are and it's the same thing with the opposite 
standpoint, if you're an a team worker or you're working as a team and your leader is the one that's actually making you uncomfortable, you can't expect them to understand unless you tell them. Yes. I say it all the time when there's something pissing me off, I'll, I'm very vocal about yes. how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that's actually how they work on themselves because everyone's different and everyone understands things differently, likes different leadership styles. But if yeah. there's something that they can do to make your life better, mm-hmm. If they're a good leader, they're going to want to do it. So being Absolutely. able to actually communicate that is huge. And like even if if you're uncomfortable with like confrontation face to face, like maybe like write them an email, write them a letter, like just um, however you feel comfortable, but you're not going to get what you want out of the situation if you don't communicate in some way. For sure. And I find too, like also evaluate, um, do you actually want this problem to go away? Because a lot of us, when it comes to stuff that we enjoy complaining about, like sometimes you just have like coworkers who just enjoy complaining and they don't actually do anything about the problem. They'll just be like, oh, I hate this. And it's like, well, why don't you change this and they're like no like it's okay but they'll complain about it for sure so I feel like sometimes people really enjoy complaining about stuff and not actually doing anything about it Mm -hmm. so that's also like a hard question to kind of ask yourself like okay am I actually willing to do the work to make this better or am I really just like enjoying enjoying like the um experience of being able to like complain or having something wrong yeah i think venting is super healthy too it is super healthy yes <laughs> i find that a lot of people if you have something to vent about vent about it yeah because if you're not venting it's going to stay inside of you and then just blow up Absolutely. and that's when things get a little bit out of hand yeah so if there's something making you upset make sure you do have that venting support whether it's actually to your management team or maybe it's to your spouse or a friend yeah. as long as you have that venting system it's going to be able to allow you to be a little bit more relaxed mm-hmm. and everything's not going to feel cooped up sometimes i'll just make a phone call and vent to someone for like 20 minutes and then i feel like a new woman and i just yeah. start my day like nothing ever happened exactly so i think that's super important as well as being able to communicate how you feel and it doesn't really matter who you're communicating that to it is a little bit different when you're dealing with like a manager or when you're dealing with an owner because mm-hmm. it's too, where do you go like who do you go to if the owner yes. is really getting under your skin or maybe potentially harassing you yes And I deal with that a lot, actually, and it's um, a couple of my clients have dealt with those situations, and I actually dealt with one specifically that my client actually came up to me. He's like, I think I did something wrong, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, what do you mean? And he was like, I think I just got out of hand, and I lost my temper. What do I do? And they really do care, and they want to do better. Mm -hmm. So again, is. If you don't think that they are listening to you or want to hear you, then I think it's really important that you just share that information. doesn't matter whether the owner or the supervisor, because if they actually care about their company, which they do because they are the owner, yep. um, then they definitely want to work with you and not against Absolutely. you. Absolutely, yeah. So to change the topic a little bit more, I'm a very firm believer in workplace balance. What are some of the things that you would recommend to ensure that there is a work-life balance so that if you do have a little bit more of a stressful day you're not going to take it home and the same thing opposite side if you're having a really bad day at home Mm -hmm. you don't want to take it to work so Mm -hmm. how do you recommend to have a little bit more work-life balance 
I think it's really important to take care of yourself physically and mentally. Um, but one of the strategies that I actually do is when I like get at home, I kind of just like sit in my like vehicle for a second and kind of like decompress for a minute and just tell myself that like work is work and I'm at home now and it's not something that I have to think about. I think if you're working a job where like, let's say you have like a work laptop laptop or a work phone you should really try and like keep it off at a certain time if you do work from home having a chunk of time where you just do work and then you turn off the laptop you turn off the phone yeah um and really separating those two things i think are really important because um as an entrepreneur like i feel like i'm constantly working so i've had to actually schedule out time in my evening where i'm actually working on my coaching stuff and then after that i turn everything off i like turn off my cell phone turn off my laptop turn off everything and just decompress um in terms of at work too um i think it's important to have somebody at work who you can like have a personal conversation with for sure um but the same thing kind of turning off your life in the sense of working hard and doing what you need to do at work um and just realizing that being overwhelmed is a choice like you choose to get like stressed you choose to get overwhelmed so i think it's important to realize that everything at work can be handled then next day you don't have to worry at home about what's happening and the same thing when um you're at work yeah absolutely i totally agree with that i think hobbies help too like Mm -hmm. it's so crazy because a lot of people are like oh like what do you do like what do you do after work oh i just like go home and go to bed Mm -hmm. and those are the people that usually get so stressed out because that's their life so hobbies are so important we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast is have something to do Mm -hmm. um make sure that you're actually staying active and being Mm -hmm. healthy whether that's cooking or going out to the gym or yoga or whatever you want to do just try and stay healthy and being sure making sure that you have hobbies whether it's painting literally anything and like actually enjoying yourself as well i feel like people um sometimes get so caught up in the do mentality and like they have to constantly be doing something that helps them push themselves forward in terms of work but in reality like you need time to be creative you need time to just like relax and I think um really incorporating that in terms of your life can be really important yeah absolutely everyone needs a break and yes. vacations and, ex- and yes. making take sure that you take your vacation time <laughs> yeah. take your sick time I know yeah like, a lot of people are like oh no I don't take vacation I'm like, and yes, I'm like you you're do. a psycho <laughs> yeah actually though at work like I had like some co-workers who were saying like oh I don't take vacation they were like happy about it I'm like Nothing I take all my vacation and then some like, <laughs> yeah you just need it you, you need absolutely that need it for sure if you're if that Friday off is going to make your week that much better yeah then take that Friday off definitely yeah absolutely okay well I think that's everything for today it's all the questions that I had for you thank you so much for participating in my podcast it was awesome to have you on here thank you for having me 
If you would like to follow Jillian, you can follow her on her Instagram page at Northern Resolutions. She's constantly posting relevant content on IGTV and Instagram posts. I personally love watching her stories. And you can also find more information on her website at northernresolutions.com. She also has a podcast, guys, and it is called Imposter to Empowered. You can find this on iTunes, SoundCloud, and soon to be Spotify. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed me having a guest on this podcast. Please let me know your feedback. And if you would like me to collaborate with some more people that you would love to hear on my podcast, I would love to hear your feedback on this. Please make sure to subscribe, like, and share any podcast that you find relevant that you would love to share to your family and friends. And again, thank you so much for listening to my episode eight. And I'll catch you in the next one.